This episode of The Shootout with Bill Blanchard is brought to you in part by... Looking for some merchandise from your favorite Livewire Wrestling star? The only place to get it is at Livewire Wrestling Spreadshirt Store at shoplivewire.ga. Here you'll find the largest selection of merchandise from your favorite Livewire Wrestling stars. And we are always adding new designs, so you'll always find something that fits and suits your taste. So head on over to shoplivewire.ga and get yours today. Warning, the views and opinions expressed by the guest on the shootout are not the views and opinions of TMB Studios, its management, or the host Bill Blanchard. They are strictly the views and opinions of the guest and the guest alone. If you are offended by any of these views and opinions, please stop listening now. What was the craziest thing you ever did in the ring that people said, oh my God, that boy is stupid? Put over Brandon Parker. What? <laughs> no, no. I mean, because we did some pretty weird shit over there. I mean, me and me and Devin Wright at one point had a buff bitch match. Whatever, dude. A buff bitch and, match? Damn. And he looked like the big guy off of Captain America. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> that's that's just that shocked the fuck out of me. How one guy who's just asking straight up questions to people, and straight up answers, is getting more hits than something that brings a lot of people back to their childhood. And, I mean, it's just kind of funny. I appreciate that. You ready? Oh yeah. <laughs> Do we really have to go there? No, I heard Vince's comment one night. He said, hey, even God himself has, has a sense of humor. You know? I mean, wow. Had to create a Christopher Dwayne Dickens. <laughs> oh, God. How many ring racks? How many ring racks did you have backstage? There were rumors about... How many ring racks wanted to get some... Dirt? Wait, 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 what? Yeah, how many ring racks you actually had some Ring dirt? rats? Oh, boy. Oh, God. Chris, HK was told dirt what ring rats are. Oh, the one even Wolf Call would turn down. Dale Cheryl. <laughs> Damn. I hit another singer right out the park. Wow. Um, wow. Don't forget, well, we have know, to put six over in the main event because he was the top guy. And, um, yeah. Well, Hogan must pose, you know what I mean? I'll stand it first. I feel like going to the Cheeto show and Patriots part. I was like pissing on the grave. That one, bro. The shootout with Bill Fletcher. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Shootout. Hey, I'm your host, not for Pain, Bill Blanchard, and I hope everybody had a happy Merry Christmas and a happy New Year. This is going to be our New Year's favorite, very favorite episode with our very, very favorite guest, the Bill Watts of the CSR Ray. I'm going to have on Billy Johnson on here tonight. As well, I'm also going to be having former AWF at UCW and Tape This Heavyweight Champion Christian Fury on here as well. We're going to do a quick cap off year in review of the 2020. And thank God this year is almost over. Probably been one of the most worst years in our lifetime. Probably, God, almost 100 years since the last great global pandemic thing happened since the early 1900s. But thank God, it's just so crazy how much, you know, this thing has changed everyone's lives, and and I can't say for the better. I, I tell you what, it's been a crazy professional wrestling year. It's definitely almost nearly destroyed the indie circuit. But my main man on the show tonight, I'm a proud to say that Wrestling Shootout is a very proud sponsor of Livewire Wrestling. He was the first in the CSRA to get a wrestling promotion back on the ground. It happened in 2020, trying to get this rivalry concluded between, at the time, current Livewire Wrestling <laughs> champion Jeremy Cruz, taking out Matt Sells and going all the way into the steel cage match, which took place in October of 2020. My God, Billy Johnson, welcome to the show, man. How the hell are you? Doing pretty good. Um, 2020 hasn't uh, beat me yet, you know. Um, still here. Hoping 2021 is a hell of a lot better than what 2020 has produced so far. 
Yeah, I know, man. I'm sitting there thinking about this thing here. But ladies and gentlemen, also, I'm going to welcome on to the show uh, Christian Fury, like I said, former champion of such and such, et cetera, et cetera. Fury, what's what's <laughs> like, what's, 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 yeah, what's going on on your end, man? Well, apparently, I didn't get out of 2020 unscathed. <laughs> yeah, I know. And everyone had to either lose their jobs, get quit their job, told they can't work. You, my friend, still had to clock in every day whether you were sick or not. Is that about right? That's about right. Outstanding, outstanding. Well, we thank you for your service, God, Let's 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 try to keep this show for man. People tuning in the show not to hear the worldly globally BS. I want to hear some wrestling BS. Let's get man. Let's get right down right to it. January second, live wire wrestling will return at the American Legion. I know I'm going to be there. I am fired up. We got one hell of a card. You know, one of the biggest returns I want to talk about here is. Kid Cutter, man, Charlie Anarchy, man, my God, talk about a story right there. The possibility of a, a Brandon Parker is going to be coming at the show, too, if at least my sources are correct. You know, Billy, what can you tell us about this thing that's coming up, man? Man, this, this is going to be a double feature event. Um, you know, in the past, we've done similar setups like this, but um, this time, it's, it's, it's all us. It's, it's all live wire, um, both shows. Um, the first show, which will start at 5 p.m., um, is going to be our normal, regularly scheduled show, which is going to be action-packed, um, lots of debuts, um, some returns, like you mentioned, Charlie and Brandon Parker. Um, I don't know how long it's been since Parker's been in Livewire, uh, I believe 2014. Yeah. I think. So it's been a very long time since he's been here, and they're gonna they're gonna go against high profile. That's gonna be a very exciting match, I feel like. Um, and, and then of course, after after that, we're gonna we're gonna have go to a little intermission, you know. Get your autographs, get your merchandise, get your drinks, get whatever you need, and then we're gonna have the Boozerweight Classic too. Um, this is the second installment of this tournament. Um, there'll be five matches, uh, three singles matches, a tag match, and a battle royal. Uh, the winners of those matches will go on to the six pack finals. The winner will be the Loserweight Classic champion, and we'll get a future title shot down the road at the winner of the main event of Jimmy Jacobs versus Matt Sells. Jimmy Jacobs versus Matt Sells. I gotta tell you, um, I, I, I was 100% surprised, but the only question I had was there a reason why you know, Jeremy Curry did not get a return match because he was a the champion. He lost a match in a brutal, brutal cage match. But clearly, Matt Sells won the match of the controversy there. But did they have a rematch Um, yeah. He just did not uh invoke it immediately. Um I guess he'll invoke that later down the line. Um maybe bide his time. There's no telling with those guys. Um he's built up a group around him. Um there, there's no 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 telling what he's really up to. Um he's I mean, you you know Cruz for years. I've known Cruz for years. There, there's no telling what he's up to. Hmm. Mr. Fury, I wanted to ask you, man, what were your thoughts on that still case match? I know he sends you the link. What were your thoughts of Jeremy Cruz taking on Matt Sills? First case match for Matt CSR in a long time. That was a hellacious match. And not even uh, Ryan Rain came unscathed in that match. <laughs> Fortunately. <laughs> but damn good match. Uh, Matt Sales rose to the occasion and became your live wire champion. You know, uh, but I don't think Jeremy Cruz is done not yet by a long shot. Like you said, he's going to probably play that wild card and come in when you least expect it and want to invoke his rematch clause. 
my sources tell me there was some conflicting, conflicting reports about severe concussions that Jeremy Curry's mind took place. No one's head was split open. You know, I know Mr. Reigns, who's a special referee, he got busted open in that match. Any permanent ring damage, anything to report at all? Any truth to the rumors at all? Not that I know of, no. Um, no, no, nobody's listed on the injury report as of right now, um, at least from the show. Um, the, the only person who would be out injured at the moment would be our photographer. Um, oh, yeah. He has a, uh, he's recovering from a staph infection. Um, he got that outside of the show. Uh, I'd like to wish him well. But other than that, um, no known injuries come from the October event. So pretty, pretty happy with that. Good deal, man. I want to get your thoughts on because I was very, very fired up on this match between Adrian Davis defending his Amplified Championship against Josh Magnum. I went on a record and said that could be the sleeper match where that could be the one match of minor pies to still on the show. And what were your overall thoughts on their performance in that match? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, Adrian, he, he's coming into his own. Um, you know, he's. He's gone to this dark side. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I know a lot's happened to him, but, you know, we're all here. He can reach out to us. But he's he's just gone to this dark side where he's just closed himself off from everybody. He's completely changed person from what he was this time, say, two years ago. Um... But I have noticed that um, starting with his match, um, I want to say, was it March of this year? Yeah, I believe March, where he wrestled Mike Cobb. Um, he, he really started stepping up his game then. And it's just been step up from there. And... Uh, October was no different. You know, Josh Magnum is a uh, legend in the CSRA, and uh, nobody can take that away from him. I mean, the man's wrestled AJ Styles, Jay Liesel, uh, Chris Saban. I believe he's done tours in Japan. You can't take that away from the man, and Adrian Davis now has a win over him. So, pretty impressive. Yeah, I, that was very impressive, man. I've had him on the show for one of my Thanksgiving episodes uh, last month in November. A lot of controversial, you know, in that episode. One of the reasons why I asked uh, uh, Mr. Fury here to come on the show because Mr. Fury, you know, as you as you know as well as I do, most of the fans here listen to the show know that he was one of the head bookers of United Championship Wrestling, and he said a very very controversial thing when. When all of a sudden, you know, Agent Davis was a part of the organization. He was scheduled to fit in his octane title. You know, according to Mr. Ferry, said he took his ball and went home. You know, I know Mr. Davis felt some type of way. Fury felt some type of way. Fury wanted an opportunity to um, clarify that what exactly he meant. Because Mr. Davis, you know, basically stated on, on a Twitter, and he stated on the shootout, that he knew what his worth was. He got a great opportunity. He didn't go home. He went to Excel and really launched his career in live wire wrestling with something that wasn't, you know, my opinion, to get the proper push United Championship Wrestling. But Mr. Fury here wants to defend that state. Fury, go ahead, man. You had the floor. I guess I got the stick. Now, what I meant by that was him picking up his ball and going home. He went back to where he thought he was best done for. You know, um, he went home, went to what he knew, and that was live wire. And uh, that's what the thing was. It wasn't nothing derogatory. It wasn't nothing to anything of that nature. But you know how things can get construed and taken out of context and whatever else. And, you know, hey, if it feels the way he feels, hey, I'm proud of what he was able to accomplish in live wire. Mr. Davis also referred to in the podcast he thought it was 
really messed up to have the title stripped from him because he was not able to be there to compete for the personal reasons. And I know Mr. Fury wanted to explain the whole situation on that I'm in there. So Yeah, the Octane Championship is a championship that has to be defended at every show. And with that particular title, if the champion even can't show up for it, the title stripped and vacated, a new champion will be crowned that night. That's the rules of that particular title. Um, and there wasn't nothing against Adrian Davis and why he wasn't showing up for the show because we had competing shows that night. And um, he went live wire, and we had to move on with the Octane Championship. So no disrespect toward Adrian Davis that night. No, but there any other Octane Champions coaches defend their title and didn't show up? Were they also stripped? Uh, that question got brought up. Yes, they were. So Davis was not the only. This wasn't. This, this wasn't the only time. So I mean, someone pretty much the owner of UCW when he made these rules, everyone knew the rules that the title would be defended every single show. If he couldn't be there, then the titles automatically, titles automatically forfeited and get put up in a match. To my understanding, everybody knew that, but apparently Adrian Davis did not. No, he, 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 he I don't think he did. I don't. Um, I don't think he did. I'm trying to remember. He said something else. I'm trying to remember exactly else, but he wanted to. He wanted to clear. Davis wanted to clarify. Oh yeah, I remember now. Lost, Mr. Fury. I, I want to put you on the spot here, Mr. Davis. Was in the show, when I know you told me before you want to clarify. Mr. Davis is also on your person who felt disrespected. And uh, disrespecting his character when he was asked to put over a backyard wrestler, not a train wrestler, a backyard. Can you clarify any, any any of that stuff? As far as I knew, Adrian Davis is on the fast track to the uh, undisputed championship, and to my knowledge, huh? Go ahead, go ahead. To my knowledge, that he was going to wind up forfeiting that belt to get a shot at the undisputed championship and win it because he was the only one to successfully defend that said title and it was going to be part of the whole story line arc of course it never came to fruition but that was the plan I didn't know anything about him supposedly dropping to a quote unquote backyarder that part I did not know did not have any idea about because, I, like I said, I was under the impression that he was going to hold on to it until he became champion. From what I'm being told, from what I'm being told, he was scheduled to defend the championship against Cell. That should the show he wasn't supposed to show up at. It was under the impression this man has no formal training. He just worked in a backyard environment. And then he was supposed to put him over. And he, can you clarify that at all? That part right there, I knew he was going to defend against Cell. As far as I knew, Adrian Davis was going to win against Cell and successfully defend his title. Um, other than him being trained, um, he's been at other places. Uh, I never did go up and say, hey, Cell, uh, did you get any formal training? Hey, buddy, you know, did you do this, do that? He's been at other shows. And... So it was just one question I had never asked him. Now, Bill, let me ask you this question here. Not trying to start a war or anything here. When, I, when a new wrestler comes to Livewire, isn't that one of the questions you've asked? If you had any training, you had any kind of gear, what's your experience, anything of that nature? Yeah, there's a uh, – usually if, if I don't know a guy, um, I ask to see some footage right off the bat. To at least right. see if they know what they're doing, see what they look like in the ring, at least. Um, if they have gear, um, because Cell was pushed on me really hard, um, and I want to say 2015 right. as this great new superstar that I should book, and I was like, Well, does he have gear? Does he have any footage so I can look at? And um, they're like, oh, no, no, man. Just took our word for it. I'm like, uh, oh, 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 sure, okay. 
And then I think he worked the WCW show with Anarchy, and uh, it did not go well at all. I was like, oof. Glad I uh, dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I interviewed Sal one time, and he, he became known as the Yes Man. Eric Mack kind of asked him a question. He looked in front of the camera and froze. The only word he would say is, yes, man. He won the acting title. You're the acting champion. How do you feel, man? You feel good. He's like, yes. You know, who's your next opponent, man? Who are you going to go up against next? And he said, well, yes. Said, all right, you heard it here first. And I just got walked away. The rest of the night, we were all laughing. I kept saying yes <laughs> in the microphone. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, um, but, but no, nah, man, like I said, Adrian Davis, you know what I'm he, he felt that way. He was told by somebody, Fury. I know you can't clarify that, but you know, I spoke to him again, and uh, he claims he was told by the owner of UCW that he was going to drop that belt, you know, against Cell, and Davis felt, you know, disrespected, you know, about that, and I, I don't know. Well, let's move forward here. Um, we got, man, January is 2nd, you know. What's the future at 2021 looking like for Rob Bar Wrestling? Uh, right now, I wish I knew. Um, yeah. Kind of at a standstill right now. Um, with the whole COVID situation. Um, because... You know, a lot of venues are still shut down or very limited to what they can do. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to branch out at this point. Right. But, um, the Legion may still be an option. Um, we hope it's still an option, but um, as of right now, we don't. We're, we're hoping to have something in March. Uh, we don't have a firm date or anything, but um, hopefully we'll get that confirmed um, January second. Yeah, I'm pu- I'm pulling for it, man. I know the other big big buzz that I wanted to hear his comments on as well. It seemed like one of the competitions has kind of left Columbia County because it seemed like. It seemed like in 2019 and 2020, it was kind of, it was kind of cool because you know McDuffie County, you had Bower Pro, Columbia County, IWE made a new home, Richmond County, Livewire took over. Now it seems like IWE is trying to hook themselves at the Legion. They got a show coming up on January 23rd, a few weeks after after your show, and and uh, before you answer that, I just thought this after we had the big cage match. First cage match we've had almost seven years in the state of Georgia. Well, in the CSRA. IWE produced uh, another match the following month. I forgot the name of the show. Paradise Achievements, wherever the hell. But anyway, it was in the Columbia County and Columbia County Fairgrounds. And Billy Brash, I do believe Sean Legacy had a cage match. Do you, do you feel like at that point right there, they were trying to copy live live for some reason? Yeah. Um... So we have this long build that goes from what last November until October that ends with the cage match. The, oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. build the cage match as the end all be all. And then all of a sudden, eh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just have a cage match for no reason, no heat, no, you know. No reason at all. There's no heat between these guys. There's no build up. No nothing. Let's just. I don't even know when they actually announced the cage match stipulation. Um, but they just willy nilly threw that in after we did it, and called it a day. Right. Which that, that bothered yeah. me. I feel like that cheapened first cage match a little bit because I want to say Flatline did the last cage match. They did. Maybe maybe they, Viral has yeah. done one. I don't think they have, but 
I don't think so. I've asked Brown. I don't think Bob Pro had to still case match. I do believe my research was correct on that. Flatline had the last one between Chris Wiggins and Antoine Brewer. Well, I want to say the last Fireman. show. Last show they did was a uh, Hexon and Kobe in a cage. Actually, at yeah. the last March yeah. of Champions in a cage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they they ended their Flatline career in the cage. And that right. was what, 2016, 2017? Yeah, it was a long time ago. So, so yeah, it's been three, four years. And then Tim just gets the idea of, oh, let's just throw a cage match in. Why? Like, That's a big question. <laughs> Of all the matches he could have had that would have made more sense in that situation, a ladder match, TLC match, you know, something like that, considering it's a vacant title. But no, he wants to do what I'm doing for some reason, and I don't understand it. I know he's made several social media posts in the past. He always make comments like, hey, man, ain't nothing personal. It's just business. I'm trying to run a business here. You know, I I don't understand the concept. If that's your mindset. Why are you trying to get your business to hurt somebody else's business? I don't, I don't get it. Unless your whole mind is pure. Like, hey, I'm just trying to compete, man. I'm just trying to do it. Honestly, it just seems like patronizing. Like, like, you're trying to copy cabbage. I don't, I don't know, man. Hey, well, let's do what the other guys are doing. Oh, hell. Well, if you remember when I, well, when he first started UCW, his words were, I don't want to be a promoter. I just want to be a wrestler. I, I remember that. I can confirm that. And then he went back on his word and IWE shows up in South Carolina. Then he says, don't worry. We're going to stay in South Carolina. Y'all had the mess in Georgia. We're going to stay in South Carolina. We'll deal with the athletic commission. It's okay. We're never going to run in Georgia. Not even a couple months later, he's in the Legion. So, right there, you can't take his word for anything right there. Um, a couple lies right out of his mouth. Um, I mean, if people still trust this guy with every word he says. But now he's got coming out January 23rd. Got a show coming up. You know, Ironically, it's the same anniversary date when Hogan beat De'Aaron Cheek in 84. You know, kind of, you know, I hit the history in that part, though, but just a few weeks after Live right? any same thing. That's got to be direct fire shots. Be this is just getting crazy already. Yeah, like, we have never, since we started doing the Legion, we've never run a show in February. No. So, we're leaving that month open for if somebody wants to run. Literally, leaving that month open for whoever. And then we run March. And then April's open. Yeah. There's a pattern where we can work together, but no. I had a curiosity, man. I tried to talk to him and ask him, hey, man, what are you doing? I mean, oh, he's, yeah, he plays. Fury. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, uh, Fury, Fury, Fury would talk about Fury got upset when, uh, one promoter decided to come to the Legion. I know we've already said Michael's name, but you know, Fury was always upset. He said, Talk to the unspoken rules. You don't do that to another promoter without talking about first the unspoken rule. Do you have that same mindset? It's the old territory rule of thumb. We all know Vincent Van killed all that many years ago. Tim, at least let you know. No. No, but it's funny that somebody else did actually ask me for permissions. Like, hey, um, 
are you cool with me talking to the Legion about running a show there in December? And I was like, yeah, if you want to, sure, that's fine. Um, obviously, it didn't work out, but it came to me first. Somebody very unexpected. Um, but you know what? The fact that this person came to me and Tim didn't. And then Tim wants to run and hide and play, oh, God's on my side card and how he's fought and fought for everything. I don't know. Yeah. I wish I knew what to say. You know, it's, it's kind of I mean, my eyes go big. And I was like, wait, what? What's going on? You know, kind of, I don't know. I'm like shots of being fired in the wrestling industry all again. Um, I had to beat this horse in the ground again, but hey, Jay, I got to tell you something, man. Your explanation on Agent Davis sounds just like Greg Gunn back in the start. I'm going to start calling you the Greg Gunn CSR. Your new name now is Greg Gagne, a.k.a. You get the exact same reason he said about why Hulk Hogan left the AWA, abandoned their promotion, and went to the WWE for a bigger opportunity. And Greg was like, hey, Hulk was going to get the bill. He was going to win the championship. We got big plans for him, great opportunities for him. And he just freaking left us and went to the WWE. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting here listening to I'm sitting here listening to all this. Wow, where have I heard this? I hit. I saw back to the territories. Jim Cornette, Greg Gagne. She let that up for sure. But yeah, from now on, I'm going to call you Chris uh, Gagne. In my eyes. <laughs> all right, so you got Bill Watts and Greg Gagne on this podcast. I was just thinking that. You know, this, this is the gas in the shootout from the 2020. We got Greg I don't drink food hours my All right, we can go with Jim Ross. They are. They are. Yeah, I like just the body better. I tell it like it is. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. I've won records several. I thought David should have been a heavyweight champion, but no, nobody else had to get that spot. <laughs> I'm just busting your balls, man. But anyway, forward here. Uh, back to the IWE. Billy Johnson just let the cat out of the bag. And he did do it. Really I, I don't want to be a promoter no more. Don't worry. I got motivated again. I'm going to stay Okay, I'm coming back to the but don't worry. I want my religion. And then they say, no. Where were your tools responsible? Okay. Well, here, here, I saw it coming. I saw it coming when we had that November show. I saw it coming from a mile away. I said, yep, this is what's going to happen. He's going to, quote, unquote, get his taste for booking. And then, quote, unquote, IWE or, or WFJ is going to be relaunched, reborn. And sure as I stand, it's exactly what happened. You know, so he said that he was going to stay with the South Carolina. He was going to stay in South Carolina, had no qualms, did not want to come to Georgia. And the next thing you know, he's got to do what's best for his business. And lo and behold, he's in Georgia. And no, just anywhere in Georgia, but the American Legion, where four or five other promotions are all of a sudden got booked at the same venue. You know, so it's like one of those wells in competition much, trying to step on toes much. You know, but he, he's he doesn't know the guys of business, and uh, that's what you get. But now let me ask you this County. question. Hold on, hold on. He had Columbia County. My question, my question, like Billy Johnson brought up the earlier, you know, to go back that he operates every other month. So if he has a show in January, he's going to skip February, go to March, skip April, and so on and so forth. Um, he had an opportunity to schedule 
without stepping on live wire's toes a few weeks afterwards and coming in in February and running a show in February. But he didn't do it. And to go further back, he wants to talk about booking cage matches. I can see where Billy Johnson had took a year to really build up this cage match to be all end all for Matt Sales. And then you had a cage match the very next month with Sean Legacy. And uh, I don't think there was build up, so I can agree with Billy Johnson on that. And there's no rhyme or reason for it. Just, huh, hey, you can do a cage match. I'm going to do a better cage match. I bet that was his mindset. Um, but yeah, he he's as ruthless as they come as far as business. And if he gets a foothold in the Legion, he's gonna try to he's gonna try to try to take it away. That's just from me observing and watching. Now I want to ask you this question. I've asked this question. I've asked this question once before, but I kind of like Billy to hear this question. I'd love to hear your honest response, please, on God's question. Not that you've ever dodged questions because I love my eyes. Um, true or false? Well, not true or false. I, I want to let you answer. When when Team Money try to offer the owner of Don Brown support, financial support, sponsorship support, you got you get better talent. You need to let some of your talent go. And Don Flack refused in his face. And, and refused and refused any of his money, you know. And you know, you're here to wrestle. This is my promotion. I'm the booker, not you, basically. You were there for that, yes or no? I was there. Is I that the reason why we came Tell us, tell the world what happened. Well, it's like he helped book bring in talent for the November show. And he said that he was getting them in for free, you know? Um, and by the way, I'm still waiting on money for Deathlock. That didn't happen. Um, but that's a whole, whole nother story, but <clears throat> we yeah, go forward when, when, uh, when team money approached and said, he has this idea, he's got sponsors, he can bring in talent, everything like that. Don Brown said, no that he ain't going to have anybody come in and run his promotion. It's his promotion and whatever else. I knew then that T-Money had that itch to run the show again and that IWE was, was going to be born or WFJ or whatever incarnation of a wrestling promotion that T-Money came up with was going to come. Mm-hmm. Yes, you gotta ask yourself, man. I mean, what's you know, some people have told me in the past that don't do business with this man. He's a con artist. He'll rip you off. He'll take your money or flush your dreams down the toilet. You know, that was before we started WFJ. Uh, you know, fear if you remember that going that far back. You know, um, I, I don't know. Like I said, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. Like I said. Uh, We've all three of us has been in the CSRA for a long time. Don't wrestle business for a long time in 2006, and the wrestling boom really, really started. You know, you had you had WFJ, you had Flatline, you had AWF, you had TWF, you had SWF, you had Livewire starting up too. You know, in AWA, Del Cerro's AWA. Speaking of Del Cerro, what was the last time any of y'all ever had a word with him? Last I heard, he was in. Last time I heard, he was in jail. <laughs> That's the last time I spoke to him. Was in jail? Was in jail. Yeah. Something about a payoff. He didn't have wildfire Tommy Rich. And Tommy Rich had locked up. Supposed to play something on him over. That's what the room Randy Window was. I mean, I can't confirm that. And I just. Uh, <laughs> I, I, listen, I listen to Chris Dickens too much. Okay. Well, I can almost confirm that. Of course, you know how Facebook is. Supposedly, I have wildfire Tommy Rich. And he did make mention that don't pay attention to certain flyers because just because they're advertising him doesn't mean he's actually going there. They they never talk yeah. or whatever yeah. else. So it's possible, you know. So 
Now he had Tommy Rich booked yeah. on on a, it was a July sixth show. Um, Tommy Rich and Colt Cabana were booked. Uh, Tommy was actually going to do go to the children's hospital and visit the kids. Um, he had made a Facebook post about how he was ready to go to the hospital visit the kids, and then Dale vanished. Didn't pay anybody. Colt Cabana made a post like fuck this guy and uh, how he wasn't getting paid so he wasn't showing up and then Anthony Henry actually is like fuck you and took over the booking for that show wow I was actually riding around with Chris one night we were going they were going somewhere Chris's phone's blowing up and everyone was trying to find and I can't even remember who made a good call, Chris, or if I could hear one talking to phones. I don't know, you know. And I said, What's up? And then someone just called me and said, They're trying to find Dale. You know, he's supposed to pay his talent. He's nowhere to be found. I just kind of shook my head, you know. Um, like I said, I, I have not heard him in many years. So I just, I don't know for some reason his name. I'm starting to think about car notices and corruption, and that guy's name popped in my head. <laughs> Sadly, at the oh, last time I've actually seen him, he's been in Richmond County Jail a couple of times. You know, that's yeah. what I ran into him. Well, so, I, mean, I, I, guess, I got a curiosity. Um, I know when sure. Livewire started, it was under with AWA. What initially caused that split between you and uh, you and Dale Sherrill? That's, that's, that's a good question. So, so we did the first show and then I, I booked a second show and um, when it came time to do the second show, he tried to steal the ring and hide it. Oh my god. Uh, me and Cruz went, found the ring. Oh, Let's get that Jay's house. Uh, well, actually no, me, me and Coleman actually went and found it. Me and Cruz went and brought it to the sh- to the venue, and he actually m- managed to take one of the turnbuckles. And, this was uh, like the second show at Sector Seven G. The second Sector Seven, yeah. Wow. And that's when we dropped the AWA name. Yeah, because I think I was there for that second show, and we we're trying to find a turnbuckle. Yeah, we ended up using the spider, which was like way longer than everything else. Just enough to get by that night. Yeah, we ended up using the spider for a while. So. Oh, that's an interesting story. Which the walls were right there, so it's not like the ring posts were really going anywhere. So. Oh no! Oh no! No, it was wall to wall ring. If you hit the ropes good enough, you're hitting that wall. Yeah. Yeah. And look where live wires become, man. They've come a long way. Uh, it lasts a lot longer than some people give you credit for. And wow, some people didn't think you were going to last, you know, a year or a month or, or a show or two. Bill, I tell you what, man, you're you're definitely the underdog story in, in, in your wrestling. Which, uh, you you succeed where most promotions kind of failed at. You know, which brings me to my next question here. You know, oh man, if I was a rich man and have offered you $500,000, would you book Christian Fury to wrestle? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have before. Got to get drunk over this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, damn, 500,000 bucks. There's not many many people on my list of never agains. Um, yeah, not it's a very small list. I mean, I know hell, hell, over uh, two or two years ago. This man actually booked Robert Payne to wrestle. Good. Uh, I, I shot me right there. I came here to, uh, to freaking uh, watch the show or help out a little bit. And they said, you know, hey, you got any gear? Huh? 
motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, oh, God, thanks, thanks. Oh, I got this, I got that. Oh, man. And oh, Lord, I, I, I came out of here, which I did appreciate, man. Yeah. I'm going to one day get that rematch with J.C. Walker. I talked to him about it. Uh-oh, fear. fear, fear. So, okay. But, um. Go and try for me. I'll be in a minute, okay? Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love you. Sorry about that. My daughter ran outside. Oh, no problem. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the future WWE Women's Wrestling Champion or AEW Women's Champion. That's Miss Tess Marie. That's right. That's, that's, that's Tess. Tess the G. Hey, it could be future live wire women's champion. You never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah, but I was all saying as I was a uh, womenly interrupted. Um, yeah, man, I'm hoping it's gonna happen. Hopefully, 2021. That's a personal goal of mine. Start doing karate again. Start get my. I'm start training. I still got a long way. Go. I'm hoping within six months I'll get I'll get my crack at JC Walker again, and let's see where it goes, man. If faith, if faith hits me right, man, if, I, if, I, if my body can still do it, man, I'm, I'm gonna try to go all the way to the top. But time will tell, man. I'm gonna take it one match at a time. Uh, I want to talk to you about the Ugly Ducklings. <laughs> you know, when I first heard the damn name tag team name. I first saw this. I'm like, what the hell? Is this? I'm sitting there. I didn't want to give them credit at first, but I got bit, man. They're charismatic, very energetic, man. Entertaining to the fans, and what was I blown away with their tag? Where did you find the Ugly Ducklings, and how did they get started in Lavar? Uh, well, you know, Mike, Mikey Galino, um, he came to a random show in 2012, and I think that's how he ended up getting on. He started going to Flatline after that with uh, Billy Brash. And yep. then uh, I think he might have started training there. I'm not sure. His I don't remember the full story there, but um, that's pretty much where we found him. And then he just stayed around, and he ended up being part of Flatline, and then he would come into Livewire some more. Um, he ended up being like our uh, general manager of sorts for a while. Um, and then he'd end up getting linked up with the other guys up in North Carolina. Um, right. Rob Killjoy, I actually met him at HVW in Hendersonville around 2007, 2008. Um, mm-hmm. he was in a tag team with another guy, they were just wearing trip pants and doing all kinds of insane stuff in the ring. And I was like, wow. And Lance Lute, I don't know much about. Um, I've never personally met him or anything, so I can't really say too much about him. But um, we've kind of lucked out and was able to get Rob to our August 1st show and this show coming up January 2nd. Um, yeah. I think August 1st, we were pretty much the only show running at that point. Um, and then August, uh, January 2nd, there's pretty much, I don't think there's too many shows running at that point. But the there was a big show in Tennessee that got um, shut down. Um, the Tennessee shut down and... Uh, that's where we lucked out, and we were able to get Rob for January second. I'm very excited. I can't wait to see it, man. Um, I'm trying to wrap things up here before we go. Um, before we close out this end of the year, 2000. And again, man, thank God it's over. But overall, considering, man, live. I did pull off a few gigs of the year and the rest community back buzzing again. I know people were really talking about that tree match. Definitely the cage match was awesome, but I got a little bit of controversy to you. I really want your thoughts on this, man, because, you know, I know me and Fury talk about it a lot, and I talk to other wrestlers about it a lot. Everybody's got their own opinion on this, man, and I really, from a, from a Booker standpoint, I really want your opinion. 
I'm, I'm not trying to know that's out of the bus. I'm not trying to call anybody out, and, and I hope this is not misinterpreted by anybody listening to the show. And but the psychology that's going on in wrestling today, you know, it's, it's been known as being known as spot fest, or some people have been used the term flippity flop bullshit. You know, it's just like when you've seen the flips and the flops, and it's entertaining and it's cool. You know, but it seemed like where's the psychology? What where you know, what's wrong with a headlock takedown, a suplex, and a power slam, you know, frog splash, you know, since when does you guy do a corkscrew in the air, then boom, just make it exciting. Or one guy does a one corkscrew in the air, boom, everybody goes oohs and ahs, and that's just totally blown away. A chain wrestling and storytelling, if you would, a competitive back and forth kind of battle, or he'll get some heat in the face trying to get his comeback, and he gets cut off, and the fans like, ah, you're into the fight, you know. But another another you know person gets in the ring, he's just flying over to what's wicked wicked publicity, wicked match of the night, the flipping flat spot fest. You as a promoter, you know, I I guess you got to know, you know, what do you what do you what, do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that though? I mean, I know you got to pay attention to the audience. You know, I know you got to go with the oohs and the ahs and what the fans want to see. You know, but I really want your true thoughts. You know, spot fist, flippy flop, and just good old-fashioned wrestling, man. I think you have to integrate a mix of everything. Um, mm-hmm. You get to have the spot fest, I feel like, to entertain that small percentage of the crowd that's the hardcore internet crowd that shows up to the shows then you have your old school wrestling which is your headlocks and stuff like and your pantomiming around the ring you know your your big you know usa and you know stuff like that you know getting the crowd into it stuff like that um you gotta have that um but then I feel like you got to have I, I, I like to have some comedy in there as well. Um oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and of course a little bit of hardcore because if anything people they, they love violence. Mm-hmm. Um most people that come to a wrestling show they expect some form of violence. Um now, obviously, not deathmatch level of violence, but at least somebody getting hit with a chair, kendo stick, trash can, something. Um, it's all about how you can book it in a way of the roller coaster, um, where you can bring them up and down and then back up again and then back down again. Because there's different levels of satisfaction with each match because sure with, you know, a great chaining match, you're not going to flip out of your mind and be like, yeah, holy mm-hmm. shit. That was fucking amazing. You know, you're, you're going to be right. satisfied in a, in a, in a calm manner. Like that was, that was really smooth, you know? Unlike, you know, a Ricochet, Will Ospreay type of spot fest where they're just flying all over the ring and you're losing your minds and it's like, whoa, and you're just completely out of it, you know, it can all be good. It doesn't like when something people don't understand is when they hear about the roller coaster of ups and downs, they think the downs have to be something bad. No, not at all. It's it's just got to be something. You just got to stimulate them in a way that's not overexciting them, like the basic headlocks, or you know, a comedy spot or something like that. And I I've become a fan of pretty much everything recently. Um, you know, the power spots. Um, you know, Big Game James has been with Lovefire since the beginning. Um, yes. the, the big Haas fights, you know, uh, that's its own category. Uh, you know, James Houston brings into hardcore. You can always expect that. 
And then you got guys like Roma Miller, Matt Odom, William Blackwell, who are going to be doing, you know, flashy stuff in the ring. And then you got guys like J.C. Walker, Jeremy Cruz, who are going to, they're going to slow the pace down, but stimulate the mind still, you know, with with some good flowing stuff that's going to make you think, wow, that was really good. And I didn't have to get too excited over it to think that was, I like that. Yeah. So it's it's all part of trying to manage that roller coaster. Well, brother, I'm hoping. I mean, for one, hey, I love you. I love every word you just said, man. This this makes me think I'm fighting for the right guy here, and definitely backing the right guy here, you know. But I'm hoping one day, man, when I'm done with my, uh, I'm, I got myself a personal trainer. I've been working hard, and um, you know, when when the time comes, Survivor of Pain redebuting live wire wrestling. I'm hoping to give you that big fight feel. I'm hoping to. Give you ground and pound, pure sense of power and aggression. You know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I give you a show you won't forget. You know, but like I said, man, it's a, it's up in the hands of the Lord. I'm hoping I got one more run in me. You know, but 2021, man, I'm hoping it's gonna be a roller coaster year. Christian Fury, man, what are your final thoughts in 2021? Well, 2020 going into 21, what's your future look like? Will well, you ever see Christian Fury in live wire? I mean, hell, stranger things has happened. Hey, I mean, if J- Billy Johnson wants that $50,000 or whatever else, I guess I will be. Uh, $500,000, $500,000. $500,000. I mean, who's Billy Johnson to say no to that kind of money? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, shit, I'm only worth probably like 50 cents. So. <laughs> well, that and a cup of coffee, right? Yeah, a cup of coffee and the bubble, gu- the bubble gum on the bottom of your shoe. But yeah, um, I'm looking at making a final run this year. I have a baby on the way in 2021. Number three. Number three, I'm going to be looking for a slowdown. And uh, I know I got my tag team thing going to come to an end. I need to have a way to have my singles career come to an end. And I might be uh, bending Billy Johnson's ear for this show to run uh, you give me one final little little run doing something for the next few months but I tell you what man seeing Christian Fury and Charlie Anarchy well, and that'll be entertaining so isn't it true the last time you was in a ring with him he give you a nice big black guy to remember about I was swollen and shut the next day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got off that weekend. I was <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Billy, my boss, man, what's your final thoughts in 2020 going into 2021 for Livewire? I hope we're able to keep this momentum going. Um, I think we've done something pretty cool. Here the last at least the last couple months um from uh, well really august and october uh you know we were able to get five shows in this year um one short of our usual six um the pa- pandemic has slowed us down but hopefully we can keep going and make this new normal something of the past and be able to, uh, you know, I can't think of the word right now, but be able to, ah, shit. Yeah, I froze up and I don't remember words. No, you're good, man. You're <laughs> good. I know it's. Well, I want to tell you, you know, the wrestling shootout, my podcast and TNB 
Studios. We're going to continue to fight for Livewire. We're going to keep help sponsoring Livewire. Every show that you got, we're going to keep fighting for you, man. I mean, hell, we all got to stick together. Listen, if you ever hear me talk crazy again, just give me 48 hours. Usually someone who shows up at my house and kicks my ass and plays a wrestling promo, slaps me in the face. So rest assured, the shootout ain't going nowhere, and we're going to continue to back Livewire Wrestling. Thank you. Appreciate that is my it, home, man. and I'm proud to be there, and I'm gonna continue. Yeah, man, I appreciate you. You know, I know that Lord of mercy has been easy, but um. Well, that being said, hey guys, I hope y'all have a happy new year. I mean that. I like I said, this year was a rough year. I'm just glad we can just put this year behind us, put the pandemic behind us, put these freaking stupid elections behind. Us. I am so sick of Republicans and Democrats and all this political BS. Hey, I'm gonna turn my all new. Vacations and off and pull I was making me sick in my stomach. Either way, it goes, man. I'm just glad to put all the behind us. We got February 2021. And guys, if y'all don't know already, January 1st, Cobra Kai season three. I'll be up all night watching that clock strike midnight. Hope my wife will forgive me. But then January 2nd, live wire wrestling. Matt Sells is gonna be there. Jeremy Cruz is gonna be there. Mason Ricks is going to be there. J.C. Walker will be there. And I will be there in attendance. My good buddy Blake Collins and call in the action, man. I'm Bill Blanchard, Survivor of Pain. I'm with Billy Chuck and Christian Fury. Y'all have a happy new year. And God bless. Thank you.